Earlier this year, God brought my friend Troy to my mind as someone that I should reach out to for the podcast. Now, as an unprompted moment, it just kind of popped in my head, but I wasn't surprised when it happened because I've always appreciated Troy, his heart, his compassion, his genuine desire to seek and follow God. But even more, I've been impressed recently by a podcast that he and his wife started called Beauty and Beard. And this is why I'm impressed by it. They are real, authentic, and transparent in their episodes. And they hit some things that people would normally not want to put out to the public. And this is why I'm so excited about this specific episode, because Troy hits hard at a topic we try to avoid, transparency. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, the moments in our lives where we have been able to be transparent in a safe space have been some of the most powerful and transformational moments we've ever experienced. But our minds, and let's be honest, the enemy wants to tell us that transparency is not safe. That if you let someone see what's going on inside, they're not going to want to see you anymore. But the truth is, and you'll hear this in the episode, there is a tremendous power and transparency, not just for you individually and not just for those around you, but it can extend beyond you in ways that are abundantly more than you can ever ask or imagine. You're listening to episode 49 of the Where Did You See God podcast. Father God, I just want to thank you that you are God and you are good. And I thank you for the gift of this time and space for Troy and I just to get together and really just talk about you ultimately. Um, No matter where this conversation goes, we want it to be about you. And so right now we give you our words, we give you ourselves, we give you our stories. Anything that we're about to say in and of ourselves, we want to release that to you because we want to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and just guide this conversation because you know what you want said in this space. You know what stories you want brought out. You know how you want us to engage and process. So this time is yours. It's for your glory. And we thank you for the privilege to be able to be a part of it. All this we pray in your most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. I legitimately say this every time. I'm excited, this, but I really am. I really am excited. <laughs> Troy and I go back to... I guess we first connected 2010, 2011. We really started getting to know each other starting in 2011 because fun fact, I I used to host hip hop concerts in my neighborhood for like seven. And they were fire. They were (laughs) fire. And Troy was, he was at all of them. And I mean, we never had any money to work with. It was, there was a ministry aspect to it for the teens in the community. And I remember the second year, you know, I had his group three spikes come out the first, the second year. I'm like, Hey, look, I don't know if we're even going to have money to do this. We loved having y'all there, but we know y'all are musicians and you need money. And, and Troy was like, look, man, I love what y'all are doing. If I have to come out there and sweep the floors, I'm there. Troy has always had a place in my heart uh, just because of the man of God that he is, uh, his compassion, his love. He is gifted. <laughs> At first, I got to know it through the music. Most recently, uh, through a podcast as he's been doing with his wife. So, Troy, I'm just glad you're here. Hey, if if the people are picking up the book of your life, what's the back cover say? Ooh, what does the back cover say? 
Well, hold, let me let me back up real quick and address something. I actually told Paul on several occasions, don't pay me. <laughs> but he would not listen. It's true. So Paul is not obedient. <laughs> um, <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> Just putting that on out there. <laughs> Whew, the back of my book would say, view the journey of a young man who did not know this is where he would be in life mm. growing up. Mm. I think that's, I think that's basically what it is. And, and it all boils down to it, to be quite honest with you, I never really had a true vision for Troy. You know, it was like, I was always okay with what was working, what was going on at the current time. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in school, I was, a, you know, I was a scholar. I was also an athlete. So those were working at the time. Well, then graduation hit in high school and it was like, man, I need, I need something to do. My grandma was like, you're going to college. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to college. And went to college, football was working. I realized football wasn't going to be my profession. So I was like, I'm going to have to get a job at the end of these four years. But in the meantime, in between time, that's when, you know, me not having a plan, I was caught off guard by this man named Jesus mm -hmm. and was totally like just rocked just by a, a, a conversation I had in a hallway with my, who is now my best friend, Chris Johnson, pastor up in, um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Divine Unity Community Church just having a conversation with him in the hallway as we're both just regular students. Then I married a woman who is way out of my league, extremely <laughs> out of my league. Um, I actually said it when I first met her that she needs to be with a professional athlete who makes a lot of money. Well, I'm neither, I don't, I'm, I don't have either one of those things. I'm not a professional athlete, neither do I have a lot of money. <laughs> But, you know, I, I was I was able to marry her and here I am growing up in life and I'm amazed at the at the things that God is doing in my life. So it's just a journey, man. He's starting to get he's giving me vision now for my life. He's giving me the pursuit of my desires and stuff like that. And so I just want to I want to give them a shot because if God put them there, they must be there for a reason. Yeah. No, that's good. We can talk about God and Jesus on this. We never set the parameters for. <laughs> you can talk about God and Jesus as much as you want. Okay. All right. Just want to check and make sure. Yep. Yep. And I really know, I appreciate even you capturing that because I think what you described is what a lot of people are in without realizing they're in it, that they're kind of just going season by season. Mm -hmm. but, but there isn't this greater vision of what's to come, but, but it sounds like what you're talking about isn't even a vision in the sense of a 20 year plan, right? Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like you're talking about something else. So when you say God's given, helping you grow a vision, what does that mean for you? Once, once I was moved by the Holy spirit, you know, it was like, uh, and to became, became a follower of Jesus. It was like, I'm gonna live my life for him. And for a while that carried me because it was like everything I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it for Jesus. That's actually how I got into hip hop. I mean, I started doing, uh, we, we made that music is because it was like, I loved music, but I also loved Jesus. I was like, let's, let's put them both together. You know what I'm saying? And um, so that's how that happened. I found out very quickly that you can love Jesus, but bills are still gonna ask to be paid every single month. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, 
And I think right now, and you know, I, I've, tr- I've been trying a lot of, a lot of things out. And one of the things that, that God has given me vision for now is just like, like you're, you're right. I don't necessarily have a 20 year plan, but it's just like, Hey brother, you know, you have these skills and these talents that you've developed. How about you, instead of making them hobbies or um, yeah. And, and pursue them as hobbies, get good at them as hobbies and maybe they'll take off somewhere in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure if you remember the truth album, uh, open book. Mm-hmm. Every day, every day. I don't know the chorus. Anyway, and the third verse, Truth says this. He says, "What are your passions? What do you like to do? Where do you like to go?" And at that time, I was like, "These are the things that I like and I, I want to do." But I need Sprint is asking me to pay this bill now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that time, you know, I couldn't really pursue those things but now god is is still allowing me to to dream have passion and stuff for certain things and so uh so i'm able to do that and that's how i was able to do the uh that's how we started the podcast that my wife and i are doing is because it was just like i I like editing Mm -hmm. i like i'm obsessed with myself i'm a low-key narcissist Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so how about I put myself on video and I edit it and make myself look good along with my wife. And, uh, that's pretty much what we have. Yeah. Now I would say it is a small little thing. You, you're talking about your music. Uh, one of my favorite moments. <laughs> in terms of music. So, so Troy, they, they put out some albums under this band, three spikes. And I mean, just solid, solid tracks. And I'm listening to one of them one day, going down the road, had some good bass in it, turn it up. And, and then I hear my name in the track. And I was like, hold on a second. And I rewound it. And sure enough, I made my way into one of Three Spikes tracks. It was a good moment. But is God at the will of my current desire or is it me building my own empire? I mean, PC got a church, T-Pope running a youth camp, Ed's building a bridge, Paul's rocking out revamp, Teachers around the globe. I mean, I'm praying for my bros, but where's my direction to go? I mean, it's hurting me down in my soul. Lord, what's my purpose in this world to unfold? He says, sure, you need to step out of that boat. I don't know if I'll float, but I trust the Lord, here I go. This so I'm actually glad you brought that up because <laughs> if you remember, actually that verse in itself is exactly what you just it, were talking about. Yeah. Tell and me about that was, verse. Yeah, man. I was in a, I was, and that was a place in my life where I couldn't, I was like, God, I am, I'm not satisfied. My job isn't satisfying me. And I feel like there's some rooted passions inside of me that are not getting out. Mm-hmm. And I, but I don't have any direction. And so in that song, what Paul is referring to. So it was me and God, it was the me and God part two. The first one was like something y'all used to do. Like someone would get a beat going on the table and me and God go together like, and it was fun. Me and God go together like Jesus and 12 okay. disciples. Oh, 66 books in the Bible. Wow. Me and God go together like 
Atonement, salvation, justification, sanctification, propitiation. Let me give you some funny bars. We go together like Pixar in the movie Cars. He is creator. I am creation. We shift the first to fifth gear. The second one, the, the tone was different. Like, hold up. Real life has hit. Real life. And, and that's exactly right. Because the first me and God go together, we were in college, you know, and in college, everything is guided. You know, you're working towards your four years of graduating, you know what I'm saying? So you have direction. But at this point in life, I'm working, I'm married, but I just, I'm not satisfied. And there's not a, like a progression, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the next step in life, because you have to make the next step for yourself. Mm-hmm. or ask God to, to provide for you or make that make that true. And so at this time in me and God, it was just like, God, I want direction, but I don't know which way I, I should go. Um, uh, what I say? Um, Chris got a church, T. Pope, you running a youth camp. Ed's building a bridge. Paul's rocking out revamp. Mm-hmm. So Chris, Chris had the vision. God gave him vision to start a church. T Pope was running the church, uh, running the camp up in Pennsylvania. He's got like a one or two million dollar plot of land that he's running a camp mm-hmm. on. Uh, Ed, he's building a bridge. Actually, the bridge is like uh, the name of his church. So mm-hmm. you know, so kind of like a play on words. Yeah. So when he was building the bridge, he was building that. Paul, you was rocking out revamp. Now I'm not even sure what was going on in your life, but on the <laughs> oh, outside. Man. But on the outside looking at you, I'm like, bro, this is dope. You got all these awesome artists and stuff coming in. And I was thankful just to be a part of it. You, you know, you're you're building uh, Paul's Rocking Out revamp. At the time, my boy TJ, he was around the globe touring. I'm like, what in the world is going on? All these cats are building things, putting things together. And here I am going to this cubicle every single day. Hmm. And I was like, my, my life is meant more than just a cubicle. And then, and so at the end of the verse, it's like, you know, I'm praying for my bros, but where's my direction to go? It's like, it's hurting me down in my soul. Lord, what's my purpose in this world to unfold? He says, Troy, you need to step out of the boat. And I don't know if I'll float. And that was my Peter Jesus moment. You know what I'm saying? Where Peter sees Jesus out on the water. And he's like, I want to come to you. He's like, just come, take a step. Mm-hmm. And, um, and but in that moment, I said, you know, God's telling me you need to step out of the boat. I don't even know if I'll float, mm-hmm. but I trust you, Lord. Here I go. And I'll take a step. And honestly, I think the step that God wanted me to do is just at that at that moment just say, Troy, try something. Hmm. You have this whole field of gifts that I've given you. I've oftentimes the the parable that sits heavy with me ever all the time is um is the the parable about the talents. Mm-hmm. And and, and the yes, master gives sure. the talents, talents, he gives the one I by think, the, the amount of one money. The three and the five but oftentimes like for me, it's like, five. no, that's a true, like true talents that God has given me. Mm-hmm. And I, and the one that I always resonated to was the one who was given the gift of the talent and buried it. Mm-hmm. And God came back and he says this very thing that, that hits me very hard. He says, you wicked and slothful person. Mm-hmm. And I just realized it's like, I don't want to be with, I, I don't want to be wicked and I don't want to be slothful because those two go together in a, in a, in a scripture. 
And so I was just like, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start trying stuff. So, you know, us doing the music was me trying stuff. Um, me moving from Maryland was me trying something new. Us buying a house was something new, you know what I'm saying? But, but the true things was like using the gifts and the talents that God's given me and the current one that I'm, I'm exercising and I love is the area of doing uh, podcasting and sharing my relationship with, uh, with my wife, with, with onlookers, um, with viewers and things. No, not like in a sense of peeping Tom type stuff onlookers, but you know what I'm saying? Like people, people on the internet. <laughs> and I, I really, I'm feeling satisfied. And, and Paul, that one time that we sat behind a camera developed into uh, like video edits, like I'm Lord's fine tuning me in that. Just recently, I just did a project with um, with a homeboy of mine back from my hometown. We're trying to highlight that. We're just, you know, uh, we're doing interviews, We've got a YouTube page and stuff like that. And it's very exciting. And and I'm gonna trust me when I tell you this, Paul. I know, I know that it seems like it's all easy. Every click that I've ever made with this podcast that we've been doing is a faith step. I'm I'm yep. literally the submit button when it says submit. It's like, God, I don't even, I don't even know, God. Oh, I don't know. But I feel like each click is a is a step of faith. And I don't even know, I'm not even sure what it's going to do anything. I'm not even, I don't even know how long I want to do it, but I know this, I trusted God every single step along the way. Yeah. And I want to talk about your podcast because what's funny is, you know, when we connected for this episode, it was focused around the idea of your podcast and the vulnerability and the transparency but mm-hmm. the other thing we said before we clicked record was, you know, we're going to pray. And if God wants to bring some other stuff to this, uh, then he can. And I love everything that we have just experienced before this, I think, adds some depth to what we're about to talk about. Because, you know, we're talking about that verse, which we didn't plan on bringing up. <laughs> me and God <laughs> Right. But, you know, you made the comment of what revamp look like to you and you said but i don't know what was going on in your life i don't know if you remember what was that 2015 16 when that album came out 2015 so 2015 was the year that my life took a dramatic shift and i hit some of the lowest hardest deepest pit moments i have ever known really Um, when when you mentioned TJ, TJ has shared um, some of his story in different places, but he has a song talking about medical things that he was going through and felt alone mm-hmm. in it that I imagine mm-hmm. was somewhere in that span. Pope, what they went through with their son and, and the medical things there, right? So like, and I don't know the other guys, but this is the interesting thing. This is how we work is we we see what's out there and we compare our lives Mm. what's happening when we don't even realize what could be going on, what stories mm-hmm. are being built. Um, mm-hmm. And, and this is what I love about your podcast, because one of the ways that I feel like the enemy loves to hit hard is on marriages. Mm-hmm. And it's also an easy area to hit because that same principle applies. We look at other marriages and compare ours to theirs. We have mm-hmm. our idea of what a marriage should look like. We have our expectations of who our spouse should be. 
And when any of those things don't match up, we start to <laughs> dig holes or fight back or get angry or turn away. And we see separations, divorces, we see broken marriages, we see spouses that, that don't want to be around each other. When in reality, so much of what people are experiencing are shared experiences. It's just the enemy wants us to believe that we're alone in it or that we're the only ones that struggle with this, that or the other, mm -hmm. or we're the mm -hmm. only couple that argues or fights. And so one right. thing that I've loved that y'all do, you and Shaka do in your podcast is you're just talking. Sometimes it's the first time you're talking about a certain topic. You weren't even planning on saying, but you just put it out there. And so tell me more about that. Tell me about the process of you two as a married couple, putting your business out there and then clicking submit and not knowing what's going to happen. Oh man. So uh, there are a lot, there are a bunch of factors to that. And I have benefited a lot from podcasts and, you know, people sharing of their marriages and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I like that'd be really cool for me and Shaka to do, but we just never got around to it or want to do it or something like that. Or I never uh, talked about it. And it was, um, it was been on several occasions. My wife came to me. She was like, we don't talk about stuff. Hmm. And part of the reason why we don't talk about stuff is the way that our lives are set up. You know, like we go, when we come home from work, we're just, we're just beat. And, you know, we talk about surface stuff. We never get below the surface. And I also, I am immediately, um, I, for the first few years of my marriage, I haven't been a great listener. Hmm. One day I was like, you know what, let's have a conversation and let's record it. Hmm. And then let's share it with everybody. And she was like, <laughs> uh, what? I was like, yeah, because what it did was it scheduled, it put something in our schedule that we had to talk. And um, in that conversation, you know, we were able to openly talk about things and share stuff. And to be quite honest with you, some of the stuff that we originally talked about was stuff that we never worked through before. Mm. And so we were like, let's just let's just talk about it and record it. And so that's what ended up happening. And the the reason for the transparency has been because we've seen how other people's transparency has helped us. So it's just like, let's let our transparency help someone else, because we we do realize this, that people admire us and I, in my family specifically there there are probably three or four marriages um that are still together uh and my wife's side of the family there's not there's only like including her her sister just got married this year and her cousin just got married this year so there's three marriages that I know of people look at us and like, man, y'all like the perfect couple. It's like, man, if y'all only knew, like kind of what you were talking about, if y'all only knew, we not the perfect couple. We have arguments, we have issues, we have things that we go through. And so we're just going to openly share about them. And um, sure enough, you know, we were able to talk about some things and I'm not going to lie to you. There were some specific things that I wanted us to talk about because uh, eventually, because with us being able to talk about it, it helps with the healing process. Mm -hmm. The first few years of my mar of our marriage, because of lack of communication, we weren't able to heal. But now that we're able to talk about it, I can't say that we're necessarily over those things, but we are healing in that process. I would say 
you know, the stitches already been put in, the skin starting to mend back together. My hope is in the next five years, we can remove the stitches and we can see like a, you know, uh, on some of the issues that we've been dealing with. So, so yeah, that's the reason why we, we jumped into doing all that stuff. And here's what's interesting. Like you said, you know, you're not all the way healed. And as you were saying that, so the other day I was listening to uh, <laughs> your, your new year's episode and, and I messaged <laughs> you about it. <laughs> But it was it. What was interesting is part of what y'all share. It, there are things that you learn about each other, ways mm-hmm. that you function, and ways that you process. And 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 you go into sharing how now that you know that this is how she makes decisions. Mm-hmm. Now you're not mad at her when she responds in this way, and and vice mm-hmm. versa. And the way that we want it to work, and that people think it works, is as soon as you uncover the problem and you put it out there and you address it then you're good and you never have to deal with that again. What's hilarious about that episode is part of that is um, y'all talked about how, you know, making plans and getting out and doing things that, that could be a hard thing. And so 2020 is going to be the year. And you're like, it's going to be the year we're going to take a cruise. And <laughs> that is, it was hilarious listening to your episode that you recorded back in 2019 when the world was a different place. And I'm listening to it at the end of, this year that's taken 50 years to to even go uh mm-hmm. nine months 10 months and and it was it was interesting to me that i'm like man troy and shaka 2019 don't know what's coming they don't no know what's clue. about to happen but they are going into 2020 different than they were six months prior mm-hmm. and imagine mm-hmm. if troy and shaka six months prior had come into 2020, not mm. knowing what they did. So, so it's almost like fixing things, complete healing might not be the actual ultimate goal. So here's the question I'll pose to you. If that's not the actual ultimate goal, what is the goal? What is it that this process you're going through, if it's not about fixing, what is it about? Well, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, I do believe that the purpose of it all is to, is to help others. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Now, let me even, let me even say this. Part of us posting our podcast is for us to create community for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't say this is the reason why we, you know, what that's the whatever, but a byproduct has been that we can have community with other people. Like for instance, what we put out a podcast, people interact with us. Mm-hmm. We don't really outside of work. We don't really have many friends inside of our uh, location where we are now. Bless God for for Internet. It mm-hmm. allows for us to create community with people that we don't we don't even like we don't talk to on a regular basis because they're interacting with the content and stuff that we put out. Case in point, uh, my wife and I did the fertility episode um, mm-hmm. infertility episode and do you know, like that episode specifically has been shared with people in Virginia, outside of Virginia, across the country mm. because of people dealing with infertility yep. and it's helping them soothe to see that they're like you said earlier, they're not alone. And part of the stuff is too is to, we're putting this out to show, let to make us know that we're not alone, mm-hmm. um, because I think sometimes in our marriage specifically, is it just us that are going through these things, you know, and you, like you said before, it makes you feel isolated. And because you feel isolated, you then begin to do the, you know, to play the comparison game. 
Yeah. And you're comparing yourselves to other other people. And so uh, to answer your question, this has also been a byproduct. And this this is this is a really good byproduct, too. But we've come to realize that this is our relationship. Yeah. Um, This is the relationship that God has given us. And I can't live it for or through someone else. Mm-hmm. I remember in our first few years of marriage, man, like, cause our first few years were, uh, first few years were rough. We would look at other people and their marriages and, and how they worked. And, you know, some people were more spiritually inclined than we were. And it was like, man, I wish we, mm-hmm. I wish we could be as spiritually inclined as they were. Uh, other people were more financially inclined than we were. It's like, man, I wish we weren't broke so we could be like them. With this, one of the byproducts is realizing, man, look, man, we we live in our life. Mm-hmm. We're living our life. This is the way God has has had has desired us, and we're going to have documentation of it mm-hmm. of our of our progress. You know, uh, and so this is actually one of the main reasons why we we started doing it, too, is because we needed to have documentation and say, look, we've talked through some of these things. Yeah. And then we can always go back and review, you know, this is where we were then and stuff like that. one of the we laughed and joked the other day because I was like, babe, can you I cannot wait until like 10, 20 years down the road and we look back and we look at ourselves and it's like, why were we so dumb back in 2020? Uh, and that's saying that we were dumb back in 2020. That shows in like 2030, we had made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. And in in the progress, we can always look to God and say, God, the reason why we're here today is because you interacted with us from that time then until now. Mm-hmm. And we can only be here by your grace. Yeah. So. Man, and, and even you, uh, that clarification around, you know, first you said, man, look at how dumb we were. And you're like, well, no, no, no. You know, that's it. It makes me think of, I wonder, because that's how we feel, right? Like sometimes even like what you were describing about seeing other people who were, man, they're so spiritual. They're so, they've got it together. Mm-hmm. We, we look at ourselves in our present situations and really look down on ourselves. But I wonder how God as a father looks on us in these mm. moments. Because the equivalent, as you were saying it, it made me think like my 20 month old, I think he's 20 months. I it's 2020, so I don't even know what time <laughs> is. But but he's not even two yet. But today, you know, he really he caught me off guard because I was counting and then he started counting with me, but he did it in his language. So he was like, mm. E oh so like there mm. were sounds there that I could tell he understood what numbers were. Now mm-hmm. I feel like the way that we treat ourselves would be the equivalent of if I said, "Man, he is so dumb. He can't even say the numbers right." Mm-hmm. No, he's not dumb. He's a baby. <laughs> like he's just a toddler. He is developmentally where he is supposed to be, has the knowledge that he is capable of having. I can't expect him to be doing equations in the same way, like you and Shaka 2020, you know, y'all aren't dumb. You are where you are in your spiritual growth, in your personal growth, in your marital growth. And and just as a, you know, an earthly father can look at their kids and understand what they know and never call them dumb just because they don't know something that they couldn't know yet. I feel Mm. like God looks at us the same way and we can look at Jesus and his treatment of the disciples. I mean, Mm. how often these are people that 
walked with him and listened to him were physically there seeing all this stuff. And they Mm -hmm. said stupid things over and over and over. And the love and compassion and understanding that Jesus showed to people that we would have lost patience with. If you're like, are you not listening to me? You need to go someone else fill this spot. And so I just, I just love that because what we're really talking about is, is a journey. Mm -hmm. It sounds like for you and, and the two parts that you talked about this sense of journey, both in your marriage and y'all making the decision, Hey, we need to start talking about this and just start, just take that step. And when you talked about, you know, high school, college, getting the point where like, I feel like God's just saying just to take that step. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the key right there is the decision to even make the journey. And so here's my, my question for you. Mm-hmm. If there are married couples listening that feel like they, there's just too much baggage, the wounds are too deep. They, they just don't see a way that they could even get to where all these other married couples are. What would your advice be to that couple to help them to know that they can take that step? Mm, man, that's a, that's a really good question. I only do the best questions for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a couple things that I would say. First and foremost, I would say, guys, gals, you are in a place when you're while doing that comparison, trying to figure out who you are. Just want to let you know you're not you're you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And even um tomorrow t- today is October. What well, should I say the date in here? You can say whatever date you want because okay. it's 2020, and who knows what? <laughs> who knows? So uh, I'll say this: tomorrow is go- is my wife and I's 10 year anniversary. Mm, congratulations! And so. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And so in our 10 years that we've been married, we're still figuring things out. Mm -hmm. If you think that marriage is a place of arriving somewhere, then you are you're sadly mistaken of what marriage is supposed to be. Marriage is instead a place of continuous growth. One of the things that I was told um, once before is that somewhere, a place where something is not growing, that means that it's dead. And so my wife and I, we take pride in bettering ourselves individually. And by bettering ourselves individually, we then bring to the table of us bettering ourselves collectively. Mm -hmm. One of the things specifically, my wife and I are glutton for punishment when it comes to education. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I have, I have three degrees. She has, she's about to finish her second one. As soon as she finishes that, I'm going to be, I'm going to put myself in a position where I start on my fourth degree and then somewhere in there, she's going to start her third. Mm -hmm. So that's one way in which we are growing uh, continuously is through uh, mental growth and we're challenging each other. You know, hey, babe, are you doing your assignments and things of that nature? Also, we are trying to better ourselves career wise. You know, we don't want to be stuck in the same place. Um, because we do know that, you know, God has given us skills and stuff in order to lead. So it was just like, all right, I can't be an associate director my whole life. I need to be, I need to be moving up mm-hmm. and vice and same thing with my wife, you know, Ashley, she's 
this if she if she pursues her degree the career and, and degree that she's about to uh, get this will be her second career change mm. you know what i'm saying so she's she's still trying to find her her career to where she's where she's trying to go and then also not only that but we're also trying to set up legacy now i know that sounds kind of funny for an individual like such as for me and my wife because we currently don't have kids at this time um if y'all haven't you know, go check out our infertility podcast that we talked about. Um, just just put in the Google search uh, hashtag beauty and beard. Um, there's a YouTube that should pop up. And, you know, we may not have kids right now, but that doesn't mean that we're still not trying to set up a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That could potentially be passed down to uh, someone that we adopt. Maybe the Lord will bless us with a kid. You know what I'm saying? So for those people who are listening and you know, still trying to figure out marriage and doing a comparison thing. Look, take your eyes off of other people, set them on Jesus mm-hmm. and forever, forever ask Jesus the question. All right. What do you direct me? Give me direction. Mm-hmm. And um, by giving you direction, he will then give direction and vision for your marriage and things of that nature, too. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to say that it's easy. Um, because part of the direction that the Lord has given me has been to be more uh, attentive to my wife. And that is not an easy task for your boy. Mm-hmm. I think I have late on setting ADD or something like that. ADHD, um, HDMI. I got something like that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and so, but my wife is the type of person who desires to, who processes through her words. And I have to give her an ear in order to help her process. And that's another thing, too, for those people who, are, who may be listening, who are married. Part of growing is is getting to is learning more and more about your spouse, because this, the person that you were dating last year is not the same person this year. Mm-hmm. And the person that you dated 10 years ago, my wife, when she was 30, she's now 40. She's a completely different person. now, <laughs> And so I can't continuously treat her like when she was 30 how now that she's 40 because she's more mature and things of that nature and so um, if you become a student of your spouse then you won't worry about other people and how their marriages work and things of that nature so as you were talking it made me think of you know the classic pastor given a verse of advice to, to a husband, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. And I just read that yesterday. <laughs> and, and oftentimes, you know, when I've heard that, when I've thought about it, I think of it in terms of, well, you know, and Christ died for the church. So am I willing to die to myself? And, but I, I think, I think it does capture a big part of that. I also think it captures the day to day of how Christ loved the church. Mm. And, and one of the ways that Christ loved the church is what you just described was listening, but also seeing the image of God in the others, because there are people mm-hmm. that Jesus loved and interacted with that his disciples that, that should have known better <laughs> mm-hmm. um, couldn't see and understand Bartimaeus side of the road, yelling out at the top of his lungs, son of David, son of David. And his disciples were telling him to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Jesus is like, hold on, hold on, you know, let him come over. And then he says, 
what can I do for you? Like, doesn't even like assume, oh, it's a blind man. He wants to be healed. Like he saw the humanity. He restored dignity. The woman at the well, the whole town had dismissed her. She had to go to the well at the highest part of the day because no one wanted to associate with her. Jesus sat down and said, hey, can you give me some water? And by yeah. the way, I want to give you water, right? So like, and because he could see their humanity, because he could see the image of God in them, he could see what God saw was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And he spoke life into that. Now, what we often do is we have our eyes more on ourselves mm-hmm. and how other people are disrupting our lives. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to marriage, it's very easy for us to fall in a place for a husband to be like, hey, I'm trying to love my wife, but she keeps on, or I'm trying mm-hmm. to love my wife. But if she, if she doesn't stop doing, if she, if only she would change mm-hmm. and our eyes are on ourselves, but you know, loving our wives as Christ loved the church means that we don't see our spouse as the enemy. We yeah. know that the battle isn't against flesh and blood. We know that we not just assume positive intent, mm. which is good. We know that there is a spiritual intent that God has. And when we strive to see and understand that as Christ saw and understood the church, we stop blaming <laughs> our wives. We stop pinning the, the health of our marriage on our wives yeah. and actually begin to know what love looks like. But it's a journey, right. but it, 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 it changes. It's a shift. And And I think it's just beautiful, like hearing, like even in the things you've described and how you personally have been striving for ways to see and understand her. And y'all have walked through some hard things, you Mm -hmm. know, and but in that God is teaching you both more and more what his love actually is. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, you're going to be able to live out what is the greatest commandment. You're going to be able to more fully love God and more fully love others, not just each other. But as you mentioned, now it's spreading beyond because your podcast is being shared. And so the love that you are, that God is sifting through you is now spreading out through the speakers of other people around that world that who knows how that love is impacting them. Yeah, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. It, um, and let me even, let me tag on to that, which you mentioned made me realize one of the things that I, one, one was uh, an issue with me in marriage was I was blaming my wife a lot, looking at her as the fault. And I, I, I didn't take a lot of time to do self inventory of myself. And at the times where I would blame my wife, as you mentioned before, you know, uh, husbands love your wife, like Christ loved the church type stuff. In order for me to realize how I need to love my wife, I had to, I had to look at how Jesus loved me. Mm. And man, the process that the the stuff, the patience that, that Jesus expressed towards me, crazy patience, crazy patience, crazy grace, crazy mercy. I should be dead and I should be gone. Um, I, I shouldn't have the blessings that I have right now, but he still allowed me to have those things. And he gave me patience. Even when I was wrong, he, uh, he, he, he didn't punish me immediately. And so why would I do the same thing when I get, when I get frustrated or irritated with my wife, why should I attack her? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just show her patience? And then on top of that, here's the crazy thing. When I would show my wife patience and grace and mercy, instead of like attacking her, God in that time of me showing patience would then say, 
hey, Troy, that's pretty good patience that you're showing her. It's like, yeah, God, I'm doing a good job. He's like, yeah, but did you realize this was all your fault? Wait, what you talking about, Jesus? Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, if you had just not been so X, Y, Z, if you didn't say this, if you didn't go there, if you would have made that extra phone call, if you would have comfort during this time, we wouldn't even be right here. But the reason why you didn't do this, you didn't do that is because you were so focused on yourself and self-pleasing instead of instead of uh, being a servant you wouldn't even be in this predicament in, in itself. And I'm like, man, in the, me, in the midst of me showing my wife patience and grace and mercy, he's also showing me myself and mm-hmm. areas where I need to grow too. And so not only has marriage made me better, a better husband, it's also made, also made me a better human being all around mm-hmm. because your spouse is the person that you live with all the time, uh, right? So sometimes we get into our mindset that they should know better or they should be able to read your mind, but that's not the case. It doesn't work like that. And so being able to show grace to my wife has allowed me to show grace to strangers. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? The people that, you know, my coworkers, my friends, it has stretched me and has strengthened me in those areas. And so, you know, (laughs) there's a statistic out there and this is a real statistic is that if you are married, you are least likely to be a part of a gang. Hmm. <laughs> right. So what I'm, what I'm basically what I'm saying is marriage has kept me out of a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not only has it kept me out of a lot of trouble, but it's hmm. also granted me a lot of fortune in life. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the reason why I believe scripture says, you know, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he found a good thing, the thing being his wife, but there's going to be life that flourishes out of that mm-hmm. if you manage it well and do right by it. So, yeah. And what's great about that story is you came across this revelation of, man, if I just exercise patience and this, that, and the other, but that wasn't the end of the story. That wasn't, that didn't fix everything. God was Mm -hmm. like, I see that. That's great. Now we're going to address this piece. And, and it's this ongoing journey. And so, you know, this, the thread weaving throughout this, you know, I think is that it can be hard for some people who are married to believe that they could even find healing or get anywhere it could be hard for someone who's in a position like you described when you wrote that verse of the song to feel like what what could even become of my life because look at these other people and Mm. the the important thing in each of those wasn't that you figured it out it wasn't that you're like oh i get it now oh i know the important thing was that you were like i can at least see a next step i can at least see somewhere that i can place my foot or at the very least I'm going to choose to step and believe that it'll land on something. And mm-hmm. I love, I've always loved the imagery of Jesus out in the water and Peter stepping off that boat, like you referenced mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is what the actual end goal of all that was, because it wasn't our worldly thinking would say that the end goal is that he learned to walk on water. We don't mm-hmm. hear of him walking on water anymore. <laughs> like, no. And that's a pretty big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. And on a worldly level, if I stepped out and I start walking on water, I'm like, man, I'm going to practice this. And then I'm just going to run across it. But no, because Peter, as far as we know, didn't get caught up in that anymore because he saw the greater goal was learning 
how to walk towards Jesus more and more mm-hmm. and more. And that becomes a big part of his story, both in beautiful ways, but in hard ways, hard ways. He walked, he literally walked away from Jesus when he was in the midst of his hardest moment being whipped and flogged and eventually crucified. Peter walked away, but then Jesus's love for him said, Hey, it's all right. Cause I know you, I see you, I see what God wants to do in and through you. So do you, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And in that moment, we see right before that uh, restoration, we see him literally jump out of a boat and swim to shore. Yeah. Because all he knew is he needed to get to Jesus and the remainder of his story, you know, his story doesn't end with him being, you know, the, the greatest Christian leader that ever lived and died in glory and honor. And no, he was killed. Mm. The end of his story was he was killed. I was reading in second Timothy yesterday. uh, You know, the apostle Paul, he was on a trajectory to be the best, to accomplish the most. He would have been someone in that verse of your song, (laughs) apostle Mm -hmm. Paul, like he could have been that because of all he was doing. And he got to a place in his life where God helped him to understand what it actually is all about. And he looks back at what was and what he was about to achieve. And he's like, man, all of that is garbage, Mm. garbage compared to knowing Christ. But like you're doing with your podcast, he's writing this as he's writing to Timothy. And he's like, look, man, you're going to suffer. But let me tell you, Mm. there is something happening here. There is something Mm -hmm. powerful. And that suffering isn't a bad thing. Like, Man, embrace it because you are sharing in the suffering of Christ. There is something God is doing in you and through you. And if you just keep walking towards him, no matter how great or how hard it gets, you can know that you are going where you need to go. And that's Mm. marriage is coming to an understanding of what you're actually walking towards, not the perfect marriage, not fixing your spouse, but like what you and I know, the more we can walk towards Jesus, the more mm-hmm. we'll actually be able to love our wives as Christ, love the church, because we're looking at the guy that the verse is about to mm-hmm. be able to do it. So, Paul, let me, yeah. let me tell you right now, uh, I'm taking uh, everything you just said. I'm turning it into a sermon <laughs> and uh, I'm going to steal it. And I'm yeah. not giving you any credit for it at all because mm-hmm. uh, that was that was good. That was really good. <laughs> It's I can't take the credit either because it's the spirit, man. <laughs> the spirit's the writer. <laughs> that was that's, that was really good. Well, you know, both both you and I could easily talk for another hour, not just easily, but we would enjoy it. But <laughs> not going to do that. Not okay. not this time, at least. But before we close out, uh, I want to hear two things. One, I want to hear how people can find, you know, your stuff, your podcast, how, how people can find that content and sure. two, any final words to leave the people with. Man, first and foremost, so we could go for another hour. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and plan for part two. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm calling it, but it's your platform. So you let me know. know. If oh, it's going to happen now. It's official. Okay. Hey, if you want to shoot for next month, we could do it next month. <laughs> so as far as like, if you're trying to look for our stuff, uh, we currently have a YouTube page. Um, if you're, uh, if you're on YouTube, just put in the hashtag and this is uh hashtag, uh, beauty and beard, 
um, all one word with the hashtag attached to it. Our page should pop up. We're also on Spotify. We're on Apple. Uh, eventually, we will be on Google. For those people who like Google Podcasts, we will be there. They are also on, we also release stuff on my Facebook page too. So we have to actually be friends because we don't have a, um, a Beauty and Beer Facebook page in order to do that. But my stuff is public and you can easily go to just look up my name. Um, I'm currently Troy Troy under uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Facebook. So holla at me there. If I had to leave, if I had to leave somebody with any word, the, the word I would leave with is transparency. My wife and I were just talking about it a few minutes ago about how much lying devastates me and it bothers me so much. I think it's because I just try, I try to live my life out loud. Now, granted, I do know some things that are meant to be uh, that are meant to be private, but at the same time, even the private things need to be at the minimum told and given to God. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. there needs to be some transparency even there. But so I personally have transparency in my life with my best friend. You know, we confess sin to one another and things of that nature. And it has helped us express love towards one another because the reason why people don't openly confess sin and stuff like that, because they think they're going to be judged but in our relationship, when I confess sin to him, he's like, look, man, I love you. And to know that someone loves you despite like your flaw, it's yeah. like, man, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And through that, I brought that into my marriage too. And my wife is, was not a transparent uh, person at all. She's very private in nature, but um, eventually, I uh, I tainted her to becoming uh, transparent and through <laughs> it, it has it has uh, helped us a lot. And so my hope is, is that um, through our transparency, we can also receive healing. It can be scary to be transparent. It can be scary to be honest, to be real. It can be scary to share things that we really don't want to be out in the world. It can be scary. But we have not been giving a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. There is a power in our words. There is a love that can grow as we are being authentic. And self-control Man, the enemy wants to make us believe that we need to operate in a certain way. And God is calling us to something different. And when we are real, transparent, authentic, we are able to practice a level of control over our mind, our thoughts, our actions that we can't when we are being inauthentic or when we are being guarded. But it is hard. It is hard to be transparent. And as Troy mentioned, you know, this doesn't mean that we put all our business out to everybody. But it does mean, as he said, at the very least, we can be transparent and authentic before God. As we are praying to God, we can be real and say, God, I'm going to be honest with you. This is what's going on right now in my mind and my heart. This is how I feel about you right now. This is how I feel about that other person. This is what I really want to do. And if you weren't around, I would do it. 
at the very least, we can be transparent and honest and authentic before God. But let me encourage you. The scripture says that the most important thing that we need to do is to love God and love others. We were created for God and for others. We were created for God's glory and for authentic, unified community. And that means this, yes, in your prayers, be transparent before God, but we were also called to be connected with each other, to be real and authentic with each other. And here's the thing, if you can step into spaces of developing that type of community, of embracing that type of community, of not running from that type of community, if you can find people that you can be truly authentic with, that you can be transparent with, you will discover a level of connection, of unity, of depth, of power that you couldn't find in any other group. This is what's so powerful about support groups because in those spaces, because they know that it is safe to be themselves because the people around them are in the same space, they are able to share things they couldn't share with anyone else. And they are able to receive healing that they couldn't find when they're just hiding and locking up those painful things. And a body of believers can be that. Just like in a support group, it's a number of people who have a shared experience. A body of believers can be a number of people that have a shared experience with Christ. Now, a disclaimer, we are all broken people. And I will be the first to acknowledge <laughs> that sometimes you will get hurt. And I laugh because I'm thinking of a very specific relationship with someone that was close that I was really transparent with and they used it against me. And to this day, it still, uh, <laughs> it still stings. To this day, it's still hard to know how to interact with and engage with that person. We run a risk with being transparent. 100%, Troy and his wife run a risk with being transparent about their marriage. But what they've done is they've counted the cost. They've said that what they sense God calling them to and what they sense God wants to do with their story is more important than what may happen to them, what people may think of them. And they are seeing the fruit. They are seeing God work through the telling of their story within themselves individually, within themselves as a couple, and in the world around them. And that opportunity exists for you. In fact, here's what I'm gonna encourage you to do right now. Right now, I know there is some story in you that is desiring to get out. And so what I want you to do is just pause and pray, God, show me who I can share my story with. What I love about God is he loves to answer prayers like that. So do it. Ask God who to share your story with. Share your story with that person. And then ask yourself, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash where did you see God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. 
They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of their music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?